welcome back to Yotes Alive Podcast. And I'm just going to let these guys share and just a little bit about what's on their heart and what they've been reading and what, what really speaks them out of the Bible. So you guys take it away, and I'm just going to listen in today. Okay, well, I'm Becca. <laughs> um, some verses that I thought of to talk of today are ones that I found um, whenever I was going through a lot of stuff with my back the last handful of years. So, my first one is 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18, and it says, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now, rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we can see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So that really um, encouraged me whenever I was first going through um, all the stuff with my back in high school just because my physical body, absolute trash. <laughs> like, I could not rely on it whatsoever, but yeah, that kind of just helped um, remind me that although my physical body is decaying and just garbage, like my spiritual uh, body is being renewed every day and it's just strengthening throughout the process and stuff. I was like say, that. you were an athlete during in high school, right? Yeah. So what did that, like, having that Bible verse to grasp onto when, did your athletic career basically end at that point, or? Yeah, so the first couple of years of high school, I was just, like, in pain, and then sophomore year, it got really, really bad, and junior year, it got really, really, really bad, so we finally got x-rays, and so, yeah. Um... I think I stuck it out the first half of the year, and then I was in a back brace for a while, and... I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do sports again, but I was able to do stuff my senior year. It was just miserable, so yeah. then I just called it quits after that. I just wanted to finish somewhat strong. <laughs> but. So, like, how did your faith play into, like, getting through that? Because that, that's like a death of sorts, right? Yeah, I refer to that as my first heartbreak. <laughs> Whenever the doctor told me that I probably wouldn't play again, I just sobbed a lot. So, um yeah, God really revealed to me that I was kind of idolizing my, like, athletic, I don't know, like, persona. Like, I find, found my identity in athletics and sports and just, um, like, being the one that's always active and everything. So, um, throughout all that, God revealed to me that, like, I was putting my identity in sports rather than in Him. So then that kind of just helped me have a 180 on just kind of how I was approaching life and really just do my best to give it all to him rather than just the non-sports part of me. Right, yeah. Play on teams and have played on teams all your life. How how would you handle that? I mean, Never yeah, how, how would that verse speak into you? Or how, would, how, how has God life. helped you in times of, like, disappointment and, and sort of that morning of a change in your life? Well, I mean, I can speak on that, like, right now, um... I mean, we lost our outdoor season, and I mean, part of me was like preparing for it, of course, with everything that was going on. Once they moved classes online, I was like, well, I know that they're going to either suspend us for until further notice or just cancel. And once I saw that the D1 schools were canceling outdoor track season and everything, I was like, well, we're done. So, I mean, part of me was like, Thank goodness, now I can just relax because my body is exhausted. But, I mean, running has been part of my life for 11, 12 years. And, I mean, 
something like that that's just taken away from you suddenly I mean because I'm pretty sure like that was taken away from you suddenly as well like sports was and Mm -hmm. a lot of other activities so I mean in a time like that like as much as I wanted to be like angry at God for taking away something like that it's not it's not like taking away like the sport but it's also taking away the people that's involved in it I mean taking away like my teammates and everything I was like for a while I was upset I wasn't ever angry at God but I mean I understand that there's other things that I needed to focus on and I feel like now I've had a better connection with God now that I'm not spending all my time on you know running because it would be wake up in the morning go on a run go to classes go back to practice lift and then homework and then bed i mean really that's why i don't exercise hardly at all because i want to be close <laughs> to god i mean that's been my <laughs> that's been my mo for at least the last 25 years i don't know if anybody buys that but but uh, samantha you got anything to add to that or okay whenever you said like find them i was like oh i have a lot of favorite ones so um <laughs> I mean, I mean, her Bible's like literally like plastic tabbed yeah, like to death I, here. I, it, it's twice as thick. I color, I color in mine a lot, but um, I saw this one and it kind of just spoke to me, and it's been speaking to me uh, lately. Just like the topic of this, it is Romans twelve verse nine through ten, um, and it's about love and action. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And, like, lately I've been feeling like, you know, I've been taking for granted, like, my loved ones and everything. Um, And, like, getting the opportunity to see them. I haven't, like, been home or anything since Christmas break. Um, I saw my parents at the end of February, but it was just for a day and it was for a, our indoor conference meet. This spoke to me about like being devoted to one another in love and like showing love towards my family and towards my friends. Um, especially in the time like this where everybody is, you know, a little freaked out about all the change and everything, not being able to see certain classmates, uh, certain teammates, because I mean, everybody left for spring break thinking, oh, I'll be coming back. And some of them came back, got their stuff, and just left. So just showing love towards everybody and honoring everybody above us. I don't remember where in the Bible it is, but it talks about faith expressing itself through love. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. And when I read that in the Bible, I was like, oh, like, that is, like, one of the best ways that faith is, like, expressed <laughs> is through loving other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never, like, had that click together. So, yeah, I really like this passage, too, in Romans. Mine says, titles it Love and Action. And yeah. It's, like, that whole paragraph is mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. I think another way to show love to people is by sharing truth. It's in Ephesians 4, I think, that it says to share truth and love. And I think that's just, like, another, like, way of expressing love. Yeah. And it's hard though. To <laughs> yeah. Show yeah, when you have to maybe have hard truth mm-hmm. when you're talking to somebody and, and like they don't want to hear it or they're not ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, oh, if I say it, are they going to hate me forever? You know, or are they going to, you know, duct tape my door closed so I'll never get out and I die in my dorm room? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's a little extreme, maybe. But. Just a bit, but, yeah. but. I have uh, something similar to that, like on a sticky note in my room. And I, it says something about communicate 
no matter if it's hard or not, like communicate love. Oh, no matter yeah. how difficult it is, it's still really important. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what do you got for us, Samantha? Um, well, my go-to favorite is in First Timothy, but I shared that on a, on a little video. So I was thinking about sharing something from Ephesians, which is my favorite, my favorite book. <laughs> Ephesians or Galatians? <laughs> I didn't really choose a, like a go-to one though. So we're just gonna kind of read one that I have highlighted yeah. and talk about it. This okay. is your time. Go for it. Um, I have one in here that's called a prayer for the Ephesians. Ephesians three fourteen. I have the whole thing <coughs> circled, uh, 14 through 21. Um, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, whom from every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you be rooted and established in love. May have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Um, I just think that's like a really powerful prayer that incorporates like all of my like priorities in life and like how they should be mm-hmm. um, aligned. Um, it's a good thing just to reread and remind yourself of um, to be rooted and established in love and to be joined together with all the other Lord's people, all the other Lord's people. <laughs> That's a weird sentence, but um, just to have that community um, of Christ followers and to work to bring Christ glory throughout every generation. I just think it like incorporates all the important things of what faith should be and how we should be disciples um, in that one little prayer. Awesome. I like in um, 17 how it talks about the roots. Um, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And so I think that like the deeper the roots, the stronger the tree. Mm-hmm. I just like trees, so <laughs> I think it's cool to <laughs> think about like it that way. <laughs> and sometimes the deeper the roots go down, I mean, the water is even better, mm-hmm. um, you know, that type of thing. And But we think about how hard it is to, go, to go deeper sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, one of my favorite scriptures in, in, in the Bible. It talks about when Jesus tells the, these professional fishermen, go out deeper in the water, you know. Mm-hmm. These guys are professional. They know you don't sh- you don't you don't fish deep water. You fish the shallow water yeah. for their style of fishing. And but I think the idea behind this is is that um, Christ calls us to go out deeper. A lot of us, a lot of a lot of Christians have a very shallow faith. It it looks good on the surface. We're okay going to church, you know, once or twice a week. Uh, we open our Bible up from time to time. You know, we'll say, God bless you to somebody, or, you know, God's praying for you, or, or I'm praying for you. Um, but what happens when we go deep? Like, when you when you have to start wrestling with, with Scripture that you, you go, I don't know. What, you know, what do you mean God wants me to go deeper? I mean, I pray every day and I do all these things, but um, what does a deeper faith look like to you guys? 
and I'll give you a chance to think about it. And while you're doing that, and if you're watching, you're watching very puzzled looks on there. But if you're not watching, um, they have very puzzled looks on their faces. So just a reminder that tonight, on Monday night, there is Men's and Women's Life Group. And the Men's and Women's Life Group, if you are interested, you can get hold of Logan Henry or Annie Boswell. And if you need uh, their contact information, you can email campus.ministry at kwu.edu. And we'll get you in touch with them so you can be a part of that. So back to you guys. What does it mean to have a deep faith to you? Um, well, I kind of just like thought about this because whenever that we were like, wait, think, think, think. Yeah, I was puzzled. Look, it was a thinking look. I was just like, yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, um, I have no idea. Um, I hate pressure. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I just watched a sermon yesterday, uh, for Easter. Funny <laughs> enough, it was <laughs> Easter yesterday. Yeah. So, um, what is? Did you say it was Easter? Easter, 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 Easter. So, um, I watched Life Church. I told you about Life Church. How, do you know Life Church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know Life Church? I applied to Life Church for a youth director job, but I didn't do a very good job of telling <laughs> a joke. Um, Did they early ask you that? Yeah, they told me at remember I had to tell a joke, and my That's joke you was, you know, why monsters don't eat clowns? Monsters. They taste funny. <laughs> Yeah, if I laugh at the joke, then it's... <laughs> so anyway, you're going back to Anyways, you. Going deep. So um, the message um, yesterday, they looked at Matthew 26. Um, oh, she's taking that. Uh, 26, 38 through 42. And it was whenever Jesus, um, before he was arrested, he went and prayed. Um and it talked about, you know, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And they talked about, you know, surrendering. So I think that's, like, kind of what it means to, like, go deeper in your faith is to be able to surrender. And they said something. Um, <laughs> I take a lot of notes. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, oh. If you surrender, then you control. No, not that one. Oh. Um, I wrote it down. Oh, real faith starts between the if and the yet, because Jesus said, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet, um, not as I will, but as you will. And then, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. So, I think that's kind of like where it all begins to like grow deeper, is whenever you, you know, you surrender to God and kind of just take the faith train. (laughs) (laughs) Your question kind of makes me think of when um, Reverend Smith, is the Reverend the right word? Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith. Dr. Alan Smith. When he came. John's Missionary Baptist Church. Yeah. Yeah. Plug. (laughs) And he talked about going deeper. And one thing that he said was to always anticipate that God's going to do something new like mm-hmm. every day and I remember that just like kind of stuck in my head for a little bit and it still is apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's just kind of something I forgot about until you asked this question um, but it's really important to like wake up every day and anticipate that God's going to do something mm-hmm. even when you're in quarantine even when you're just stuck at home doing yeah. nothing like God's still going to use that somehow um, mm-hmm. so anticipate big things we, we get comfortable 
Yeah. Like well, my faith's okay. I'm I'm comfortable, but yeah, that that message definitely is like pushing you. How how do we encounter our living God every day, even in quarantine? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's April, middle of April, and it's 40 degrees out. That's stupid. But <laughs> you know, when it's beautiful outside, you can be outside and just like just soaking up what God's created. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. So, what do you think, Becca? Um. I think willingness is a big thing because, I mean, the only way to go deeper is to take that first step and just keep on trucking. And just, <laughs> <laughs> willingness. Face uh, first, come and dive in. Yeah. So many analogies. Yeah. But do you want, like, like methods of how to go deeper? Well, or just, like... Share with us. Drop some knowledge. Oh, gosh. Well, I know quiet time is a big thing. And sometimes it, you can just get in a rut and just not want to do it. But one thing I learned whenever we were at, um, uh, what's it called now? Summit? Summit, yeah. <laughs> whenever we were in Colorado, our um, life group leader talked about how like your, our quiet times don't all look the same necessarily. So I think that's something that I've been working on more is it doesn't just have to be scripture reading and studying it can be like doodling while you read or drawing while you read or like coloring or listening to music making the scripture into songs like all of ours looks different and that's okay as long as like we're still intentional about it and like we're hungry for God's word and for his presence and for him to speak to us and for us to apply it to our lives yeah there's not a way there's not like a cookie cutter everybody experiences God the same way yeah I mean it has to do with how we are built and shaped and encounter you know you know somebody who loves music is gonna Mm -hmm. encounter god through that and those who don't love music which i think they're weird um (laughs) still listen but they're weird um you know they may not pull that same thing you know Mm -hmm. i know people that lead worship um and that's how they encounter god by actively leading worship but then somebody just in their quiet time Mm -hmm. you know who can just sit on a, at a kitchen table with their Bible open and just soak it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many different things. So I want to end um, the last several minutes here with you guys. Um, your favorite Bible story or character. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. Like, so. From the new or the old? I don't care. In the Bible. In the Bible. I don't so know. favorite Bible character or story. Okay. 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 And I'll give you a chance. Beck is trying to desperately look one up. Like, I mean, I know. It's hard. So, or tell us one of your favorites. You could do that. You can go that route. Um, you know, and some of it might be something you remember from, like, as a kid. Like, when I was growing up, we had the flannel boards where they, they take the little character and they move them across flannel boards, which are awesome. And um, I, had a, I had a Sunday school teacher that loved to use props when they were teaching. Um, and so he did, he did the story of Ehud. Ehud is... Uh, this gentleman in the Old Testament who uh, went to a king and told the king, you know, you got, you've got to be, you got to be kinder and nicer to my people. And the king said, No, I won't do it. And so he invited him in, he invited him into a room. And while the king was using the restroom, he stuck a sword all the way through him. But the king was so large, the sword didn't come out the other end. And and he left him there. I, it's a, it was I remember from junior high, and it, as a junior high boy, that just like totally stuck out that you could be killed on the toilet, and the sword <laughs> doesn't come out, and nobody comes to find you for four days. I don't know what that says about the king, but um, that's just I mean. But the message is that you know 
God works in all kinds of crazy ways. I always remember that story. So, as these guys flip through their different stories and Bibles, Samantha, you look you look like you've got one. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. So Bible stories. So like, do you want me to like just tell about this? Yeah, go for it. Just tell us the story, like we're in Sunday school. Hi, kids. Settle down. (laughs) Becca. Becca. Shh. Pulls out a felt board. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So um. One of the stories that I really like, um, and that I always seem to be going like back to is Matthew 14 verses 22 through 36. And it's whenever Jesus walks on water. Um, so he went to go pray by himself, um, and told the disciples to, um, go ahead, go ahead of him onto the other side. Cause they were on their way. Where were they going? To the other side of the lake. Yeah, okay. They just like the freedom of the 5,000. Oh, yeah. And so, um, the disciples saw Jesus walking on water, but they thought it was a ghost. Um, Jesus told them, like, take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. And then Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. And Jesus said, come. And I think that was, like, a big like step for Peter of course because I mean he got up on to the water he was there but then he you know turned around and saw uh he saw the winds and he just got really scared and then he started to sink and then Jesus comes over and says you have little faith which I love so brilliant uh why did you have doubt and I think like that applies to me a lot because there are times because I do struggle with like anxiety and there's times whenever you know, I let that doubt and I let that um, anxious, like, feeling, like, overtake me and I begin to sink. But at the end of the day, Jesus is there reaching into the waters to grab me and he's, like, ready, ready to grab me and always there for me. So I really enjoy that story and also Jesus saying, you have little faith because we're just little, little people, little, little faith, people. little people with little faith. So, yeah, that's my story, so... You go next. Okay. Um, one of my favorites is the story of Esther, which is kind of an obvious one, but um, basically what happens is um, you have uh, Esther, who's an orphan, and she's like being raised by her cousin or Mordecai or something. I don't remember exactly the details. Her uncle. Her uncle. Yeah. Someone related to her, um, and so there ends up being this. Uh, competition to see who wants to be the, who's going to be the queen of this kingdom that they have. Like a beauty competition. Too, yeah, it's not basically like... The Bachelor, but a long time ago. My mom compared it to The Bachelor the other day, pretty and TV. I think it's a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good analogy. Um, so they have this beauty competition for her to be the queen, and Esther wins. That's why stories about her. Um, and and um, she. Um, really study up well, this. she does win, and yeah, yeah, she wins, and she becomes the queen. Right, but she doesn't actually get to see the king very often. No. Right, because what's and the decree? The Do you de- remember his law? No. Mm. No one's allowed to go see the king on their own. He has to call for him. Yeah. Okay. And then she's like, "I'm Esther," and Mordecai says, "I need to go see you." And mm-hmm. that was my, that wasn't like my Valley Girl version of. 
<laughs> yeah, because um, one of the king's right-hand mans got mad at Mordecai, learned he was a Jew, and was like, convinced the king to kill all the Jews. All yeah. the Jews. Yeah. And that means because the king didn't know that Esther was a Jew, and then um, Mordecai goes to her and says like, hey, you need to do something about this. And that's whenever she was like, open the doors, and her robe just, like, flows into the wind, and she's like, king, oh, king, oh, king, and then he's, like, sold because of her beauty. <laughs> Boom, end of story, and then the guy dies. How did he die? Because, well, he wanted Mordecai to be struck with a spear or something. Well, you, yeah, he wanted he was Mord- trying to kill all the Jews, and yeah. he was like, well, my queen's a Jew, and you tried to kill all the Jews. Yeah, so yeah. then he wow, died by the die. same... They threw him off a roof, and he got impaled on a sword, yeah. on a pole. I mean, yeah. it's hung yeah. there. <laughs> but what yeah. I think is cool is not necessarily all the little details <laughs> of the story. Obviously, I haven't read this in a long time, but I remember the last time I learned about it, um, just being struck by all the different coincidences of Esther's life and how God was able to shape and use all of it for, like, his ultimate plan. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, Esther didn't know how this was going to go. You know, like, us looking back, we can see how the story unfolds and we can see all the little coincidences. But Esther just can't see that when she's living her life. You know, she's just living her life and following um, her faith where it takes her. Um, and I thought that was just really cool that um, it all works out. Like, yeah. I mean, the the, the 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 one scripture phrase that really sticks out to me through that is always that for such a time as this, mm-hmm. you know, all of us are put in in a place for such a time as this throughout our entire lives. Yeah. So mm-hmm. awesome. So wait, what, what, Becca, what do you got to share? Okay, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite. Like, I like a lot of ones, so it's kind of hard for me. Yeah, I don't even know my story. Ones, so yeah. Um, <laughs> So in John 4, 4, or John 4, I don't know what I'm saying, but whenever um, Jesus is in Samaria and he is at the well with a woman, Samaritan woman, Samaritan and um, so I like this story just because, I mean, a Samaritan woman, they're considered unclean, right? They were not liked by Jewish people. They were the... Like the... The lowest. They were the yeah. Yeah. They were just sort of they were the those cousins. Yeah, and so I like this, and there's a lot of ones similar to this where Jesus just like befriends these people and is kind to them and just like shares truth with them and like reveals to him or reveals to these people that in this one specifically that he's the like if you take a drink of his water like you'll never thirst again. And stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. And it reminds me of the song by um, Casting Crowns. It's her little sensitive thing. thing. Yeah. Um, by Casting Crowns, Jesus, Friend of Sinners. And the lyrics in that are really powerful just because, I mean, we're all sinners. Jesus was the only one that wasn't in, or isn't, is not. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's such a really good example of just how we should... Um, just interact with others and just share love and truth with them and just like yeah just yeah. Like <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah all right well let's we're gonna wrap up our time and um as always you know those who are away from campus we miss you guys and uh can't wait till we're back together uh and celebrating uh life together and 
and worship and Bible study and just getting to see each other again. Um, I'm going to close this out with a word of prayer. And then uh, I want to thank you guys for being part of this today and just sharing what was on your heart. And we'll do this again sometime. This is sort of fun. So. All right. Sort of. So I had fun. <laughs> I'm offended. Sort of. So let's pray. Heavenly God, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity just to share uh, from your word. We ask you to be with us now. Be with those who are uh, away from this campus that we may be all together again. Be with those who are struggling uh, either financially during this time or health-wise. Uh, and those who mourn, we ask you to just be in comfort them. All this we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank thanks. you. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, world. <laughs>